<laughs> Welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. This is the voice of an idiot that just recorded for an hour and a half and forgot to push the record button. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, very, very frustrating. So welcome to the show. I have the official historian and translator who is probably extremely mad that now she's got to even talk longer to me. <laughs> Kirsty on the line. <laughs> Kirsty, how disappointed are you right now? <laughs> well, I'm a little bit disappointed because obviously um, I was doing brilliantly there. You were. And I'll never be able to recapture the magic. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> I've ever heard you on an episode. It's just a shame that people aren't going to get to hear that. I got to hear it, though. You know, I got to hear it. So Very lucky. I'm going to remember this day for a long time. <laughs> it's a day. I think we all will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially the next time when you're like, um, hey, did you start the recording yet? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Are you sure? <laughs> what, yeah, a, what a nincompoop. Check from now on. What a nincompoop I am. So, Or, <laughs> yeah, there's probably other. I should start you calling. Bully. I'm a bully. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid to say any of the words because I'm afraid I'll say the wrong ones. I don't have it pulled up anymore. Um, um, uh, uh, gosh. Okay. I would like to say a. Yell out the slang word for bonk. <laughs> the uh, the other one. So so what we're going to do this week, we're going to get right into it. Instead of going through the quick choices, what we listen to and blah, 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 we're going to get straight into this episode. Maybe at the very end, you'll get to hear all that stuff from me. And Kirsty, you listened to so much stuff this week, too. I did. Man. I might say it again at the end. It depends um, how we do for time. Yeah, we'll see how we do here. Okay, so let's where we're okay. Sorry, what we're gonna do is we are going to rank all the album covers by Iron Maiden from bottom to top. Council's order. Everybody knows what council's order. If you don't, it's the counselor, the official politician. He said to do it that way from bottom to top because it makes it builds the anticipation, and that's what we do here. So, Kirsty, are you ready to do this again? Okay. <laughs> Are you sure you're sure that you're recording me? Uh, let me double check. I see a red lines. I see green lines while I'm talking. Will you say something, please? Hello? Yep. I see your green lines Hi. there. We're good. We're good. My least favorite album cover by Iron Maiden. I think I know what this is going to be. Is? <laughs> I've, I've, you might have forgotten. Yeah. It's Virtual, virtual 11. It's, um, it's just a, it's a mess. And there's, it's just really busy. There's all that red in the background. Yeah. And Eddie looks weird. Yeah. And his head's a bit vertically with sort of stuff coming out a little bit, but we don't really know why. It's not like he's had a lobotomy. It's just like split down the front. Um, He's got red eyes, which I don't like. I like when they're sort of black with a little bit of light coming out like they used to be. Um, he's got a smiley face. Really big ears. He looks a bit like a monkey. A smiley face. <laughs> he does. He does. And, An evil smile. Yeah, I'm guessing that's a portal to hell behind him. Yeah. And yeah, you do see those souls. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know why the kid with the headset looks weird, and I don't know why he's sitting in the middle of the river. Like, usually people who are addicted to gaming stay in the bedrooms, don't they? Yeah. 
You can't plug his headset in. This is back in the days before Bluetooth. And <laughs> although there's a soccer match in the background, and that just looks like an afterthought. And the font is all wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, not a fan of Virtual 11. So is the fact that there's a portal to hell and a soccer game really close to each other have anything? Like, is it kind of saying they might have something to do with one another, maybe? Are you not a soccer fan? You know, I've been to a soccer game in the United States. There's a local team, and, and we had a good time. I, I actually enjoyed it watching it in person. Like, I, Yeah, I, I, I think it's yeah. Steve Harris likes soccer. Mm-hmm. 11 players in a team. Okay. I didn't know and that that's either. That's it. <laughs> so, and the 11th album. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, for me, uh, I'm not too far away from you on this one. I went with the preceding album, The X Factor. That is definitely not an album cover that I enjoy at all. I, It's interesting, but the graphicness of it, um, it's just a bit much. It's, it's, you know, we've always had kind of um, something that me and Matt had talked about in the past was Eddie used to kind of have a cartoony feel, you know, the trooper, even if, if even if it was like a killer's album cover where he's got an ax and blood coming off of it, he was still a cartoon character. He wasn't yeah, what whatever this thing is supposed to be, you know, with the, with the weird looking face and the teeth and, and, um, but you know, one thing about, that I do appreciate a little better about the virtual 11 is his teeth kind of look like normal people, like not maybe a per- perfect yeah, teeth, like but- Eddie's teeth used to look. Yes. So I like that a little better than uh, virtual 11 or X factor. So yeah. So X factor for me at 17, what do you got at 16? At 16, I've got the final frontier. Okay. Which, um- wow. Are you serious? I know. Wow. I forgot about that being that low. <laughs> That's really funny. You genuinely forget. It's just like, it just looks nothing like Eddie, really. Um, just looks like a big green alien. And he's got that this visible spine sticking out and bits of skin missing. Oh, wow. You're right. Really, really long arms. His head's in the wrong. It just looks nothing like Eddie. Yeah. And fangs. Yeah. I don't this like is when he started getting fangs. Yeah, they were getting him yeah, ready for Senjutsu. I don't really like him having fangs. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, me either. It's changing him up. The, the picture's probably fine, but it doesn't fit the album to me. Um, yeah. Doesn't fit the songs like the really progressive, mature songs on the album, like Isle of Avalon and Starblind. Yeah, and I just for some reason I don't like looking at this image when I hear them. So yeah. that's why I've picked that one so low down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number 16 involves babies, or a baby at least, a dog, um, uh, masks, um, some guy in his underwear wearing a pig snout mask, guy behind him wearing a devil mask, just all kinds of complete weirdness going on here. When uh, you describe it like that, how can it be so low as 16? You're making it sound really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what about what about a baby wearing one of those masks, standing on top of a big white wolf or whatever? Just like or floating wolf. there, <laughs> just kind of floating, not even. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Matt used to like to say when I'd make he made fun of me when I said "killer wolf." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, it's just 
it doesn't look good on especially because Eddie looks really cool as the Grim Reaper in the midst of all of it. And it, mm-hmm. it just it just does not fit whatsoever. Like the concept of the song dance of death, you know, where he's out in the wilderness and there's I guess these are the people that were out there dancing in the in the Sure, it doesn't fit the story. Yeah, it doesn't I guess at least he's kind of at a dance. <laughs> right, right. Some of them are you know, there's someone that's on their hands <laughs> moving around, so weird eyes wide shut kind of dance. Yes, that's what it reminds me of the eyes wide shut a little bit. So yeah. So so yeah, that's my number sixteen. So what about you? What what do you have at fifteen? I'm really, really curious to find out. Did you have it all written down? No, I have none of it written down. I <laughs> Okay. I, that's good. Well, you may be surprised to know it was the X Factor that you've already mentioned. You're kidding um, me. That's right. <laughs> and why is that? You shouldn't keep doing this. Eventually, we'll eventually we will be surprising each other, won't we? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You just to add to what you said about this. This was done by a guy called Hugh Syme, who did Countdown to Extinction and mm. Euthanasia. Mm, yeah. Um, he did question the band's wisdom in changing the look. Um, but I think it was probably a good time to change things up because they had the new singer in a darker style, but I don't know if it really worked that well because mm-hmm. he's made the model and you can see it on YouTube and that looks really cool. Yeah. But in the photo, he's, um, it doesn't look quite right. Like his face looks like he's smiling and he looks like he's got his thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, he's it's excited. Gory. Yeah, I know. He looks like he's having a good time there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe even though like the bottom half of him's now missing and he's got entrails that were actually real entrails used for the model. Yeah. And he's got part of his brain missing. Maybe he could still get out of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Eddie. Yeah, of course. He he, he he survives everything. So That's right. Yeah. So yeah. this is pretty gory. And the alternative cover of Eddie in the electric chair is pretty weird as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The large X is the main focus. I, I do prefer that one in the electric chair a little more to that one on the cover. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. For so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do. I don't mind this, but uh, yeah, it's just not the sort of thing that I'm looking for, I guess, in an Iron Maiden cover. Sure. Sure. Um, for me, I'm going to an album that you've already covered, I believe. Virtual Eleven at my number. My number fifteen is Virtual Eleven. So, yeah, I kind of, uh, the, I like the cover a little bit more than you do. You know, I, like I said on the, like I said earlier about half an hour ago, uh, you know, the kid doing the virtual game is, yeah, he's sitting out there in the middle of wherever, and then the the, the little soccer slash football game, depending on where you're from, on the left, like you said, seems like an afterthought. It looks like one. Um, I think they said it was World Cup that year so that was um oh that's right that was was why they did it but i think on the right you know eddie's uh, eddie's face is if you if you cut off his you know if you put your finger over the big slit in his head and just look at him Mm -hmm. from there down it does kind of resemble a little bit of an eddie and he's pretty wicked looking um on the right you know you got looks like there's screaming souls or whatever like in this fiery red type of deal and it's Kind of cool. Do you know what? I'm just thinking those souls look a little bit like they have on their Seventh Son album. It could, yeah. Uh, but the burning in the background, you know, there's like buildings and things like that. It's it, it's kind of cool. I, I, I almost wonder if it would look a lot better if they didn't have the kid and the, and the little football match going on down there. But uh, yeah, either yeah, way. Yeah, definitely would. 
Yeah. Either way, it's still you know bottom closer to bottom of the barrel here for Iron Maiden, given the rich mm-hmm. history they already had. So, so uh, what do you have at fourteen? At fourteen, I have no prayer for the dying. Mm, wow, that low. Okay, okay. That low. Yeah, this is um, this is when Iron Maiden returned to their roots on this album, mm-hmm. and so did Eddie. He's gone back to his pre-lobotomy look. <laughs> and um, yeah, this is the same idea as Live After Death, but it's not done as well. Not nearly as and, well. <laughs> no, and the Eddie doesn't look quite right to me. I can't really put my finger on it. I, I know that um, when Derek Wiggs was doing Seventh Son, he said that he was a bit tired of painting Eddie. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like he's not really put as much into it this time. Yeah. Um, in the original, there's Eddie's grabbing a grave digger mm-hmm. that's been removed. Yeah. So I think we were just saying before that it was supposed to look like Rod Smallwood. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it at all when I look at. I mean, no. I'm looking at it right now. I don't see that to look like Rod Smallwood at all. But no, not at all. Um, and it, he's not on it in the remaster. Mm-hmm. So there's just a blank space there. Eddie's got red eyes, and you just told me today, so I didn't know that there's <laughs> there was writing on the plaque there. Yeah, and I just it's learned it today ad- as well. <laughs> I just learned yeah. it today as well. And what it so- says. It says, after the daylight, the night of pain, that is not dead, which can rise again. Which is cool. So, that is cool. I don't know whether I think that the remaster is better or worse. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's nice that there's something added on the plaque. But, I do like um, that, yeah. Yeah. I'm, we're going off the originals every time, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, so... This is all right, but it's like the album, it's a bit disappointing. But I still went to the tour and I still bought the sweatshirt. <laughs> Very good. Well, the, my number 14 is an album cover that you have already covered as well. Uh, the Final Frontier. That's my number 14. No buildup, just there. Um, yeah, Eddie, he just... You know, I know the final frontier is space, right? It's 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 the song, and I know you mentioned earlier that there's a video that makes the album cover make a little more sense. Yeah, because that they're looking for a key. Mm-hmm. There's this guy and Eddie trying to be the first to get to a key, which I believe blows up a world, but I can't quite remember because I haven't seen him for a long time. Yeah, but if you see that, that's the key. That's what Eddie's holding. I've called him Eddie, but. Not yeah, Eddie, like cy- it's like a cyborg Eddie, kind of this weird, um, <laughs> like a psychotron Eddie, if you know Megadeth well enough. <laughs> um, no, but it's just he—he he looks like he's you know from outer, like an outer space Eddie in a way, which you can tell kind of that it's supposed to be Eddie. But like you said earlier, all the fangs, and I'm not a big fan of Eddie with fangs either. So, would you know it was Eddie if it wasn't on the front of an Iron Maiden album? No, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I don't think. I mean, let me double. I'm going to look at it and try to be objective just for a second. No, no, you wouldn't. It it looks like a it looks like an album cover for a band that's nowhere near the caliber of Iron Maiden, like one of these death metal bands or something that just has a generic, cheap, you know, drawing on their, you know, like kind of cool but not really that cool. 
So sure, that's what I would. Yeah, all the people, all the people who like death metal bands and know some really good artwork, let us know. <laughs> let <laughs> let Kirsty know because I don't care. <laughs> uh, they're probably like that. Yeah, that's better than most of it. So. So that was uh, that was my number fourteen. So we're getting now to now we're getting to where we about where we were. No, we're a little further. No, on. no, we've still got about three to go. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So three repeats, then we'll sound more enthusiastic. Yeah. So, uh, but you know what? <laughs> the ones that we haven't done yet are the ones that are going to be the ones that are the really, really, really good ones. So sure. So what do you have at number thirteen? Um, at number thirteen, and I was surprised it's this high. I have Dance of Death. Finally, I've said it. <laughs> yeah, that's really high. I know. So apparently when this was just Eddie on the dance floor, um, that just looks amazing. It's a really cool Eddie. Mm-hmm. It's a Grim Reaper. Yeah. Floor looks really good. And then the band asked for other people to be added, as he said. And they decided to just keep the draft that the guy added a few things, said, how about this? Yeah, we'll keep it like that. And they should just let him finish. Exactly. And not, he he doesn't even want his name on there. He's so unhappy about it. <laughs> yeah. But it would have been really great to see what he, he could have done. Yeah. Give me my money. But, don't put my name on it. <laughs> well, I kind of don't hate it. I like the colors. I like the idea of the Green Reaper and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, not even the baby floating over a dog ruins it for me. <laughs> and it led to some nice artwork on the Death on the Road stage set. So, yeah, I was I was surprised to have it that high. I'll I'll say this the the album is a lot better than the album cover. <laughs> so, I do really like the album. Yeah. So my number thirteen is one that I thought was going to surprise you, but it didn't quite surprise you the first time I told you. So I'm gonna see if I can surprise you this time. <laughs> my <laughs> number thirteen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was told I'm not allowed to change any any of my selections. It was uh it was the administrator's rules that. Yeah, Once, I said you have to lock it in. You can't copy me or change your mind. Right. Yeah, because I've really right when you started describing virtual eleven, I was like, yeah, you know what? You might be right here. Actually, the 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 next one, the next few up is where I was kind of mm. saying that too. Um, but mine, my number uh, thirteen is from. This is the first one on my list that was drawn by Derek Riggs, and you know, people are probably you know. A little maybe upset already before they even hear what it is. You pro- you don't need a stiff drink. You don't need to sit down. If if you can't take this one standing up, then uh, I feel like I do need a stiff drink now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we both need one at this point. So, <laughs> uh, my number thirteen is the Iron Maiden album that features the song Iron Maiden, and the album is titled Kirsty Iron Maiden. A lot of drama, a lot of build-up there, a lot of suspense. Yeah, n- literally no reaction from me. <laughs> <laughs> you already heard it earlier. So. I know. Yeah. I, I, like, I wasn't really that shocked. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I forgot his name. <laughs> I, forgot <laughs> his, I forgot his name earlier, but Electric Matthew, as you reminded me. Um, Electric Matthew was the original name for this, Eddie. And I do like him, and he definitely resembles the No Prayer for the Dying Eddie. I didn't really realize it uh, as much, but he definitely resembles him. And I like the colors on this album. I like the yellow, and I like the uh, dark clouds in the background, the moon up in the sky. Everything's pretty cool. I just, you know, when when compared to some of these other Eddies that are ahead of him, I just prefer those album covers. And 
you know, nothing, nothing major, nothing significant there. Um, yeah, that's the thing. We're getting getting towards the good stuff now. We are, we are. So yeah. now we are at number twelve, Kirsty. What do you have at number twelve? My number twelve is Senjutsu. And I do like it. I think the artwork for Senjutsu is so good. I've seen, you know, all the flags that you get. Mm-hmm. Like when you're watching it on Spotify, you get, you wouldn't know, the, <laughs> the flag floats on the screen at the top. Mm-hmm. And the inside cover, there's some really good artwork there. And the box set had some lovely prints in it. Um, that's all just so nice. And the font's really good. Um, but I just found Eddie on a black background a bit disappointing because we've only just done that with book of souls mm-hmm. so i think if we hadn't had book of souls i think this is better um plus his eyes look weird like they've got these lights coming out of them <laughs> yeah and the eddie on the back looks weird too his face looks weird yeah he's when he's just looking straight at you um and i don't know i don't know why he's got fangs now yeah i, think I, I feel it feels like i need a backstory imagine back in the 80s oh why is he a pyramid now or whatever? No. Sure, <laughs> so, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. I, I just feel like it looks too different to 80s Eddie maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. He's, it's pretty cool. But like you said, having the black backdrop or, you know, basically nothing back there does kind of change, especially having had one just before it. So for me, I chose the one that was just before it, even though I kind of wanted to swap these two. I uh, wanted to put Book of Souls a little higher, but I ended up putting uh, Book of Souls at number 12. Um, even though I, you know, in looking at it, since we've started talking, I do kind of think it's a much cooler looking Eddie. But, you know, with all the armor, with the big uh, sword, uh, man, it's he looks pretty cool there too. But like you said, it was kind of like they were taking a page right out of their own book. You know, like, hey, what was on the last page? Let's flip over. Oh, let's do that again. You know, it worked then. Let's try it again now. So um, it was the same guy, wasn't it? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, um, Mark Wilkinson. Yeah, but for me, I got a, I got Book of Souls at number twelve. So eleven for you, Kirsty, is the Book of Souls. <laughs> so we did a little bit of a flip flop here. So because- did a little swap. Yeah. 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 Um, I just thought after the final frontier, it was really good to have proper Eddie back. Mm-hmm. Um, looking like himself. Um, I like the piercings and tribal markings. So yeah. It's a little bit different, but it's not so different. You don't know who he is. Right, um, right. And the image is really striking against the black background and the way he looks straight at you. Reminds mm. me of the first album. Yeah. Got the old font with the, with the letters on the N. Yeah. Coming down that everybody complained had gone. I didn't really notice it that much until everybody got excited about it being back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like this one, and it looks really great on my hoodie that I got when I went to see them do the Book of Souls tour. Very cool, very cool. Yep. Yeah, for me, like I said, I flip-flopped. <clears throat> I had a Senjutsu. You know, I'm not the flip-flop guru, but I did flip-flop here. <laughs> I, I got Senjutsu as my number 11 if I had to do it over again, if I was allowed to, I probably would have swapped these two and had 11 being Book of Souls. But as it is, <clears throat> excuse me. Understood. I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> yeah. Next time. Maybe next time I can get a, a get a, a little bit of a, some help there. So, 
I've had a rough night so far, as you can tell. So <laughs> you've had a rough night as well. So <laughs> at this point, rough afternoon, rough afternoon. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, so now, now we're getting to, uh, I think this is about where we left off. We were at number 10, right? We were at number 10. I know you already know what my number 10 is. I'm but, trying to remember uh, what yeah. your number 10 is. Uh, I don't remember right now. You don't remember? Um, it's, it's one of your favorite albums. Oh yeah. As soon as I was looking at my list, I remembered it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your uh, number 10? The Kirstie? only one. It's a matter of life and death. Yeah. Um, the only one so far that's been painted by Tim Bradstreet. Mm-hmm. It's really suits the album. Uh, it's got a serious tone. At least half the album's about war and we've got the war on the front. Um, Eddie doesn't dominate, but he's definitely there. Looks like Eddie. He's leading a skeleton army, which is really cool. Yeah. So it's not like the other album covers. Um, but despite or because of the skeletons, it feels like it's capturing the horrors of war. Absolutely. And I really like what they did with the icon on the front of the tank, with the head and the cross guns. Oh, yeah. Which looks, looks really good on T-shirts and all sorts, stickers. So, yep, that's my number 10. Yeah, I really like that skull and the the cross guns. Uh, that's I told my wife uh, I would get that. If I was going to get a tattoo of Iron Maiden, that's what I would want. Just a simple something black and white or white and black, depending on which way you use it. Um, yeah, I, no. I really think it's I'm cool. really hoping that you get said tattoo. Yeah, I think I think that's where we ended off, as you were saying. When, when I was asking, like, how much, what would it take to get you to get a tattoo? And I said, I don't you know. You said if we paid for it. I said if we pay, yeah, I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you better, well, you go and get that costed and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure that out. <laughs> I'll get right on that. Um, sure. So my number 10, I think I said my number 10 for you because you had listed this a good bit lower. Uh, my number 10 is an album I do like, a tour that both of us saw back in the day in 1990, 91-ish. The No Prayer for the Dying Tour, that's my choice for number 10, No Prayer for the Dying. Uh, I, no. I, I do like the album cover. Like I'm like you. I don't think that I don't think it looks like Rod Smallwood. I did like it better with him. Uh, taking him away, I thought was stupid. I'm pretty sure Rod Smallwood was behind that. And but if they're taking him away, adding that little plaque and having those words, you know, having the cool words on the plaque, that that kind of is a throwback to, I think, Live After Death, having something really neat on the plaque. But, you know, it's it's to the point now where we're getting to pretty much just about everything up here to me is iconic that we're going to go up from. Definitely. Here. And also what we're going to say from now on is going to be brand new information to each other. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. we You know, we managed to get through all that and like, 27 minutes 28 minutes whereas before it took <laughs> we did a lot of the stuff before we got to that no, so I know. I guess, we, did, yeah. we did other stuff too yeah yeah so this might be the shortest episode i've put out in a long time actually you know might what did a, i just say yeah exactly short episodes are better Great right? podcast is a good podcast yeah, there you go <laughs> all right so number nine kirsty i'm really interested i'm really excited now because like i said we're getting down to the album covers that are the ones that have been with us for some of these have been with us for gosh, going on 40 years, right? Yes, indeed. And I've, I've had a lot of them in my bedroom. 
Mm -hmm. lots of postcards and things so this is pretty exciting this is the first one by Derek Riggs that I'm going to say okay they're nearly all by him from now on yeah (laughs) Uh, this is peace of mind peace of mind at number nine okay number nine it's pretty simple he's got the lobotomy so he's bald for the first time he's got the lobotomy yeah straight jacket padded cell and chains kind of you know, maybe you think it wasn't that threatening, but it looks like he's angry and he's going to get out. Yeah. Uh, I really like the yellow on it. Um, it's from the moon coming through that open door. So if he manages to get out the straight jacket, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. um, I love the floating hand holding the initials. I suspect ages looking for Derek Riggs' initials, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're always, that, that was one of the cool things about, like you said, about doing that. You were always trying to find that. Yeah. So, well, very cool. Yeah. Well, this will be my second, I believe, second one from Derek Riggs and Kirsty. Mm-hmm. You told me I couldn't switch anything, right? I'm not allowed to yes. switch anything. I'll my, have to trust you. You have to trust me on this. My number nine, Kirsty, is also peace of mind. <laughs> Finally, we finally did it. I thought we would surely do it way down oh. lower. I think it was pretty cool that um, that we heard that for the first time. Yes, exactly. There we go. That for us to get to hear mm-hmm. one for the first time, that's a good one to hear, right? We yes. matched up. That's what it took. That's what it took. It took a, a big waste of it our took time. Hours of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. So yeah. So I got peace of mind there too. Um, like I said, it's 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 an iconic album cover. It's kind of simple, but you know, it's it's just it's a really cool one though. I mean, Eddie in a padded cell, chained up in a straight jacket, you know, with his his, his legs look. He just looks dangerous, you know. Yeah. He, he looks like he'd like you said if he gets if he gets out of that straight jacket, he's probably going to rip those chains out of the wall and the floor. And um, I mean, what can you say? It's just it's a really cool album cover. It's it's a. I think people esteem the album a little higher so they make the out al- they th- I think they esteem the album cover a little higher because of that but I think everything else I think there's eight better ones I think we both think there's eight better ones <laughs> we do so now let's really hear it. let's find out another one here number eight Kirsty what is your number eight number eight well this was a real return to form at the time oh Adrian and Bruce have returned and Derek Riggs is back Brave New World. Brave New World. Now, it's a good call. Definitely a good yeah. call. So Eddie looks great as a cloud. Yes. Um, that's the Derek Riggs part. Mm-hmm. And it's over a futuristic London. There's lots of detail in the London scene. Mm-hmm. You can see Tower Bridge and St. Paul's Cathedral still and lots of futuristic buildings. Um, so it's a Brave New World. And I just really like the colors on it. Yes. Yeah, it's a pretty good cover. Well, speaking of co- covers writ- that were done by Derek Riggs and mm-hmm. have a lot of blue in them. Yes. I chose another album that features Bruce Dickinson on vocals. It also has a flame coming out of Eddie's head. And I believe a, f- oh. a fetus. Uh, <laughs> is that what that is inside of his hand? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, and it's got the, uh, I guess the, it's the umbilical cord <laughs> going up inside of his torso that 
skull and whatever he is there, but very, very super cool looking Eddie, uh, ice capades and things all around him with, you know, with, with hints of album covers in there. You can't see it quite as much on the full out. Al- if you go to the whole album cover, you know, with all the art, you can kind of see like a number of the beast in ice and stuff like that. It's really cool. Yeah, that's right. That is cool. Yeah. But I picked a seventh son of a seventh son for my number eight. That's a really cool album cover. Wow. Uh, we really have got to the quality now, haven't we? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, everything's great from now. Yes. Sure. Yes. Um, I, I just really think this is an awesome album cover. The, the moon over his head, you know, with the flame in the moon, the, 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 like the lights hanging from basically, I don't know, the cloud, the sky, the sky ceiling, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So a uh, super cool album cover, the water, you know, with the ripple in it underneath mm. the, the writing, the seventh son of a seventh son, the way the, 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 whatever the caught type of writing that is, that's really cool. And of course you can see Derek Riggs, little signature above the N in seventh. So but yeah, very, very cool album cover. I like that one a lot. That was uh, the first tour I saw. First tour you saw, right? Yes, it is. I mean, that's yeah, very... Yeah, and it worked really well on the stage, too. It did. Very well. Yeah. So, let's see. That was my number eight. What is your number seven? This is probably the first time I'm going to rank this album this highly. <laughs> my number seven is Fear of the Dark. <laughs> Yeah, that's the uh, only so way it would get ranked this high. <laughs> this is um, Melvin Grant. He said he didn't like Derek Wicks' style and wanted to do his own thing, but mm. he's done a really good job. Mm-hmm. The uh, Eddie, is he part of the tree or is he coming down from the tree? But it's at night and it's like really creepy. Mm-hmm. And he can probably all relate to being walking past trees in the dark and then taking on yeah, sort of scary shapes and... It just fits the album title perfectly. Oh, and, yeah, um, absolutely. I think I like all the blue and yellow albums. Because um, so, <laughs> I really like the colors on this. Yes. The um, the only thing I don't like about this one is the font. But that's just no big deal, really. Okay, yeah. It, I guess I'm used to that font. It doesn't bother me that much. Um, okay, so my number seven. It would have been more appropriate, I guess, to have Seventh Son at seven. But... Hmm. But, you know, it's didn't make it that high for me. So my number seven is an album that you named pretty recently uh, when Derek Riggs came back into the fold just for that one album. Brave New World is my number seven. Um, cool. Like you, I, I, I like pretty much every Maiden album cover that has blue in it. I mean, the blue colors are just well, well done. And, and Eddie looks really cool. I mean, just in the clouds and just like overlooking the city and it's the futuristic, like you said, London, which I have never been there. So I have no idea much of what I'm looking at there other than that. I guess it's the London bridge in the middle on the bottom. Yes. It's actually called tower bridge and they get really funny about it. If you call it London bridge. Okay. So I went on this tour uh and this guy, the tour guide made a really big point about how it was tower bridge. Yeah. So my husband deliberately kept calling it London bridge. rather. (laughs) Hey, that's a. I'll give. I'll. I'll strike that point for Aaron. <laughs> yes. Very good. That's 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 what I would do too. I'd be like. I know. So how? When did they build London Bridge again? <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, very cool. Very cool. Uh, Brave New World is an awesome album cover. Um, so, 
Now, God, we're getting up to the really, we're getting really high up here. So that was, uh, your number seven was Fear of the Dark. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mine was Brave New World. What is your number six? Uh, This is, this is kind of what I think of when I think of Eddie. This is Killers. Killers. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. It's pretty literal. Yeah. Killing someone. (laughs) But it's a great picture. He's, um, He's in the same sort of area as he was in the Iron Maiden album. But he looks really different. He looks more metal now. I like his hair like this. Yeah. Um, it's had, like really cool detail on the roofs in the background. Uh, blood dripping off the axe. Oh, um, yeah. He looks very pleased with himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- I think the arms grabbing his T-shirt is a nice touch. It yeah. kind of looks, because it's like an area in London that is recognizable. Oh, wow. But it kind of could feels like it could really happen on your way home. But it's just cartoony enough, like the um, the colors of the curtains in the windows and stuff. Yeah, there's little those yeah. little things kind of here and there, little. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of not that scary. It's kind of scary, but not that scary. It's just cool. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, if you, I guess, the more you think about it, the scarier it could be. So, like you said, <laughs> that could happen on a walk home. <laughs> yeah, that'll give you a fear <laughs> of the dark, right? <laughs> For sure. For sure. And speaking of albums that we would never, ever, ever rank as high as number six in their entire catalog, good God, um, not even times two. <laughs> so um, <laughs> my number six is Fear of the Dark. Like you said, I remember just that is a very creepy album cover. Eddie, I remember going to that show and I got that um, – I got this big humongous poster of the fear of the dark album cover. And I remember hanging it on the wall. I've told this before, hung, hung it on the wall in my apartment and my, my uh, roommate, he didn't even want to come into my room anymore because he freaked him out. He was like, man, that's evil oh. looking. It's just, weird. and it is, it's just like, you know, well, that worked out well. You got a bit of time to yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I do feel like Eddie is kind of growing out of the tree or maybe he's, he's a part of the tree, but he's come alive and he's going to, mm. he's going to get out of the tree and, you know, yeah. he's going to get you as you're walking by, you know, it's not a light in the black. It's a fear of the dark. So, but yeah, that's a, uh, I, I really, you know, as, as crappy as an album as Iron Maiden put, that's, that's as crappy of an album as Iron Maiden could possibly put out in my opinion. Um, but man, it's a fantastic album cover. So, I really, really, really like that. Number six, you had it at seven. I had it at six. Very high praise. So, yes. So All right, we're on top five now. Top five, and I'm looking at our. I'm looking. I'm looking through the top five that I have here, and I see three that you have not named yet. So. All right. Well. So we're about. You've to already named this one. This is a self-titled Iron Maiden. Okay. Which is it's iconic. And as you said, Derek Riggs had already painted Electric Matthew Says Hello and Rod chose it, asked yeah. him to add hair. Um, it's kind of like the creepy street lighting, making everything yellow and a bit sickly. Um, and I like the stylized rings of light around the street lights and the moon. Yeah, yeah, that's and cool. If you've, ever been, if you've ever been to a street like that, it, it gets the feel of it so right, mm-hmm. so ordinary. So <laughs> the fact you could bump into this guy is more scary. <laughs> And Eddie's in London, well, Finsbury Park, I think it is, and he looks a bit punky. Yes. So I know we shouldn't we shouldn't say that this album's a bit punky. Yeah. But 
London, punky. It fits the band at the time perfectly. Oh, yeah. And that face is really striking. Imagine the impact in 1980. Sure. If this was the first time you saw Eddie. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the first Eddie you saw was, but I'm guessing it probably wasn't this one. Yeah, we, we, we both um, came, we came to it. We came to it seeing, like, designer Eddie compared to that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the first one I saw might have been Aces High. So Okay. Um this was remastered in nineteen ninety nine and they made him dark everything's darker. And Eddie's more wrinkly and he's got red eyes, and as I've said before, I don't like him having red eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um they put some Coke cans in the bin. I don't like that. I, I think it was perfect to start with. I don't know why they messed with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so but I'm going off the front first one, of course. Okay, okay, yeah, I had so you have that quite a bit higher than I had it. So, mm. um, and my next one is quite a bit higher than you had it. Uh, my number five is the 2006 Iron Maiden album, A Matter of Life and Death. Um, kind of what you said. Uh, Eddie is not the most prominent in this album cover. He's He's on the top of the tank. He's got a gun in each hand. Um, oddly enough, he's barefoot, <laughs> but he's yeah. uh, and you know, funny enough, the, the 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 zombie guys that are walking along have shoes on. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I love. Eddie's too cool for shoes. He is. He is. <laughs> I, I love the tank. I love, like you said, it kind of fits the theme of war. That album is, you know, got a lot of war in it. Um, the the emblem on front of the tank with the Eddie's face with the military hat or helmet and the two guns crossing each other. And then on the flag, I just, I really, really like that. I think it's super cool. And one thing I always used to think about this, but there's not six, there's only five. Um, I always used to think that maybe there was one skull guy, you know, one guy on here for each member of maiden. And if you count Eddie as a sixth guy, there is one guy for each member of Maiden on the cover here. So I don't know if there's any okay. significance to that, but I always used to think there would be. So, Well, you never know. Yeah. So that's my number five. Now now we're really – and we still have three that we haven't mentioned both. We both haven't mentioned. So I'm curious to see what mm. your number four is, Kirsty. Uh, my number four is The Number of the Beast. Oh. I just love this. I've always had a T-shirt of it. I used to draw the devil on the back pocket of my jeans. <laughs> um, so the idea of Eddie controlling the devil, but the devil's controlling Eddie is cool. Absolutely. Um, and as I said, I like this version of Eddie with his hair, his mm -hmm. normal looking teeth, his yeah. empty eyes with the little yeah. flames reflected in them. Yeah. And it, it's just got that long hand reaching out. Yes. It looks pretty creepy and gross, really. <laughs> um, the sky looks great. I love the way that Derek Riggs paints clouds. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we're going off the original because there was a printing error that um, made it come out blue, mm -hmm. with the blue sky, <laughs> and now it's black. Yeah. But maybe because that's how I it was the first time I saw it, I prefer the blue one. Oh, okay. And mm. um, I kind of like the uh, the other artworks that come from this as well, like. You know, run to the hills and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. really cool artwork that came in this era. Yeah. Um, you know, and there was a lot of 
in the background, if you really <laughs> had the album cover, the vinyl, and you had a big copy of it, there's a lot of mischief, mis- mischief going on. There definitely is. In the, in the little, in the small, <laughs> back in the flames of the people. And, and, uh, you know, I remember hearing about it and then you're, you know, you're a young boy or whatever and you're going, Oh, where's this at? <laughs> Trying to find it all. So, uh, yeah, yeah, basically what we're saying there was some bonking. <laughs> there was definitely some, <laughs> there's definitely some bonking going on back there. <laughs> there was some, uh, Oh, I don't have the words in front of me anymore. Oh, Andrew's probably gonna, just as well. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Oh, I wish I could remember the words. Um, okay, so let's move on here. Uh, my number four is an album that you have already said. Um, my number four is Killers. Uh, it's a very creepy album cover. It's um, it, it's cartoony, but it's still close and it, it's it's so well done that it's scary. You know that that mm. scene and. The difference between Eddie on the first album cover and the second album cover is, I hate to say night and day, but it's just like, it's from pretty cool to amazingly cool. Like, like Eddie just looks incredible. Like, he just looks like this, oh man, I don't know. He just, he looks awesome on Killers and compared to, and you know, one thing, if you do look at his face is a lot shorter He's got a real yeah. long face on the first album cover and the second one he doesn't. I just really like uh it looks like he's wearing the same clothes though. So <laughs> Yes. But um Yeah, and even on, on the number of the beast, he's dressed about the same, uh, I think. Yeah, he is actually. So <laughs> Yeah. Actually it looks like he's wearing leather pants on killers, so mm-hmm. and then on and he's wearing almost it looks like blue jeans on the next one. So he's more of a pe he's a he's more of a man of the people on, on Number of the Beast, so <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, Killers, fantastic album cover. So um, you don't want to be wearing leather in hell; it get way too hot. Yeah, and it would melt. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, what do you think? Uh, number three. Now, this is where we're really. We've got two albums uh, that we haven't said either one of us, and I'm really shocked. I'm really shocked that that we only have two at this point. I thought we would have all three of these at this point. So, okay. So what do you have at number three? I'm really curious. Number three. Yeah, you've mentioned this a while back. Uh-oh. Okay. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Okay. Okay. It's just really clean, striking, surreal. The mm. colors are beautiful. I love the colors on this. Mm-hmm. There isn't much of Eddie left. Like mm-hmm. I said, like on the X Factor, he's missing the top of his head and the bottom half of his body. Yeah. But he's had a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um. His head's on fire, too, but he doesn't seem bothered, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, apparently, yeah, Derek Wicks was tired of painting Eddie, and that's why it's um, it's quite sparse, but it's worked out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like he's outside in a frozen lake, but there's light bulbs, so, yeah, it's pretty, pretty unusual and interesting to look at. And as I said before, yeah, it worked really well. On stage as well. That was the first concert I went to. Yeah. Very cool. It was awesome. <laughs> it was very cool. Yeah. I've got to admit this. I'm looking. I'm looking through the albums. And I cannot figure. Oh. Okay. Okay. There are two still that we haven't said. Okay. I was trying to figure out what the okay. two. I was like, what two so- has she- I know what one of them she hasn't said for sure, but what's the other one that I finally realized? Oh, never mind. It's up here in my top three as well. So, 
Okay. Sure. So my number three, we're definitely, there's only one more chance that we're going to have a match on this entire mm-hmm. list and it's going to have to be at number two. So we'll see. Uh, because my number three is one you haven't said yet. And you already said your number three, but my okay. number three comes from probably was well, obviously one of the absolute favorite eddies that ever happened because more than one iconic Eddie image came from this tour. One of them is the Eddie that looks like a mummy. And the other mm-hmm. one is the Eddie that looks like a pyramid. Obviously my number three is power slave from 1984. They're probably other than probably nowadays this, that was probably, I think their peak, that was their peak in the eighties of popularity. They went on the big world slavery tour and what toured for 13 months. And, but yeah, I mean, this album cover, you look at it and you really, if you really, if you get the album cover and you really, really, really look close, you know, there's all kinds of little things you can found written little, yeah. dra- little drawings, just lots of little, um, just little, what do they call them? Uh, Easter, Easter eggs. Egg. Yeah. Just all over the place in the album cover. So many, like just and it, it, to me, I never had an interest in any of that kind of stuff. You know, you see this and, there's a there's a little meme that I posted one time and it said, you know, how how people how some people see Egypt and it shows like the pyramids in Egypt and this is how I see Egypt and it's this pyramid with Eddie sitting in it. So um and that sums it up perfectly, man. That's just it's a great album cover that epitomizes a great album. When I think of what Egypt or, you know, this area sounds like, it sounds like Power Slave. So <laughs> So now we're down to the top two. Obviously, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Uh, I know, I know what your top two are. Um, yes, we'll just we'll just do our number two, and then go to the number one. Okay, that, we can do that. So, tell me what, Kirsty, what Kirsty, 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 what is your number two? My number two is your, your number three. It's Power Slave. Oh, okay. So really great colors. I just love like the blue and yellow, and yeah. there's really clean, simple lines. So if you saw this right across the room, you'd recognize it straight away just from the shape. Yeah. But then if you look really closely, as you said, there's so much detail. Mm-hmm. There's little tiny stairs and the people going up them, mm-hmm. and the trees and the birds. It's very detailed. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's as you said, there's some graffiti. So it's like little Chad saying, what, no Guinness? And Indiana Jones was here in 1941. Yeah. But there's like some mild swearing. Sure. Um, and there's even a Mickey Mouse. It's yes. Actually, I could look out for ages, and it's a great album too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my number two, well, why don't you tell me, let's just go ahead and let, why don't you tell me what your number one is, and then I'll give you my number two and my number one. Sure. Well, as you probably guessed, my number one is Somewhere in Time. Yes. This was my first studio album. So special. I had it on cassette, but my eyesight must be much better then because like, you could spend ages looking at that and oh, yeah. picking out all the little details. Yeah. It's a really great futuristic Blade Runner style painting. And I like the cyborg, Eddie. And the whole painting is just a dream for fans. So many Easter eggs. Absolutely. Yeah. Derek Riggs apparently spent three months painting it. The details, it's just so amazing. You got like the poster and the lamppost from the first album, mm-hmm. Acacia Avenue, Aces mm-hmm. High Bar, Icarus. 
Then oh, you've got yeah. like football references like Bradbury Towers and the West Ham score. You've got the black cat with the halo that just pops up from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just really, just really enjoy looking at it. And um, I think like the more you, the more you know, the more you can find. I, I wouldn't have noticed, I wouldn't have understood all the references when I first got it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, there's just so many. And there's a there's a guy called Metal Pilgrim on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He's done a video and he tells you as many as he knows. Yeah, interesting. I I ended up um well I'll see my number two is also well my number two is your number one my number two is somewhere in time and it's mm-hmm. I have two album posters on my wall behind me one of them is a matter of life and death and the other one is the full print of uh, the somewhere in time you know all of cool. it yeah and the there was one time I was you know our buddy Luis uh, Lewis the um, Iron Maiden Encyclopedia on Twitter. And he kind of knows everything. If I ever have a question, I can just bounce it at him. And no matter what, he's going to come back and tell you who it is, what it is, someone's girlfriend, whoever, someone's grandma, whatever the answer is, he has it. So Mm. if you're looking at the album cover and you're looking at Eddie straight on and you go up over Eddie's head to the right, it's like there's a little, um, like an elevator shaft or tower there, like not tower, but like a, and there's somebody standing in it. If you look at that, it's like, and I thought, so I asked Luis one day, cause I, I just never noticed it. You know, you just, you're always looking at it. You always, sometimes you find something you hadn't seen before. And and this is probably a year or two ago. And I said, I said, Hey man, who, who is that? What, what is, who's that guy supposed to be? And he goes, you know, I have no idea. I don't know who, I don't know what that is. Do you, do you see it? Are you happy to looking at it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I was like, you know what? Derek Riggs is on Facebook or at least his wife is. So I thought, you know what? Why not cut straight to the chase and see if I can get an answer. Right. The guy who actually drew the goddamn cover. So I sent a message to them on Facebook and I just said, Hey, I know this is random and you probably get questions like this all the time. And I'm really sorry to bother you. But I'm looking at the cover for somewhere in time. Eddie up above to the right, kind of like an elevator looking thing, clear. There's a guy standing in the elevator. Do you have any idea who he what why you drew him there, who he is? Do you remember who he was or whatever? He just goes and he and, and comes back, it's his wife. Hey, I'm Derek's wife. I'll ask him and I'll get back to you. I'm like, holy crap, okay. Gets back to me, you know, within like 30 minutes, and she says, Derek said that he just had some space to fill. So that's why that guy's there. I was like, wow. <laughs> so that's really like, I'm like, that's if Lewis didn't know that, then who else would know that? No one knew that. So I found out just oh. a tiny bit of information about somewhere in time album cover that nobody knew. So you were able to post pass on to Lewis. That's pretty yeah, amazing. I know it really is. It really is. So uh, I just thought that was so cool. At the cool. end of the day, it's a pretty boring painting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah yeah i i just when i start my problem is is it's behind me and when i start looking at it i tend to mm. just uh because there is a texas records and tapes in there and i can't remember what the story of why that was there it was like maybe they did a an in-store signing there or something when they were in i believe it's austin is where it was yeah i don't know i can't remember anymore but i used to i remember it back in the day yeah. but anyway my number sure. two uh, that's, I think that I, I think that's a story worth saying though. Um, mm. my number two is somewhere in time, 
My number one is obviously um, your number three, I believe it was, or four, Number of the Beast. Where did you have that? Yes. Yes, number four. Number four. Yeah, I was I was I was shocked when you said that there. I was like, oh wow, number four. I was I oh, just it's still pretty high. It's it's high, yeah. I just I was I guess I was expecting because I when when we got to five and I was like, oh wow, power slaves somewhere in time and number of the beast. We uh, we haven't named any of those. Okay, we're gonna have all the same ones up there. Mm. But yeah, I just you can't get I mean, Eddie looks as cool on I think he looks as cool on number of the beast as he does on somewhere in time. I mean cyborg Eddie to me, Cyborg Eddie and Number of the Beast Eddie are the two coolest looking Eddies of all. Like, just yeah. I mean, he just he looks incredible on on somewhere in time. He looks incredible on Number, like you said, Eddie controlling the devil, and then the devil controlling Eddie. On top of that, man, that's just really cool. That's just really really cool stuff. And then, of course, like you said, we like we mentioned all the stuff going on in the background, all the the dark skies behind it. Um, you know, Eddie's uh, left hand, he's got like a big. Kind of like the the big ball of fire that's on top of his head on Seventh Son is in his hand. Maybe it's not the exact same fire, but it's it, you know it's similar. Um, it's just a, I mean, and of course all the all the little mini mini stuff that's going on, all the all the naughty stuff that's going on behind the scenes <laughs> that, that that he took the time to draw in there as well. Um, I'm really glad that he had time, especially on Somewhere in Time, that he, that they didn't rush that. Because look how incredible that is that we got when they gave him enough time to do it. And, and I bet you anything they were toward the end of that probably saying, hey, you're going to have to hurry this up. <laughs> we, we're running out of time. Yeah. You know, like they they complained that the pictures of them didn't look like them. Oh, God. It does and look And he like was them. like, they're the size of a postage stamp when he painted them. Exactly. Exactly. I mean. I can easily tell which one's which, so. What I find funny about that, now that you mentioned that, is that Nico has the aviator goggles on and not Bruce. Yeah, because he was the one that could fly then. Yeah, Bruce wasn't even flying at that point, so that's pretty interesting. Mm. So I've got to say, I mean, really, there weren't a ton of surprises from either one of us on this. I mean, you know, we had X Factor, Dance of Death, Virtual Eleven, Final Frontier, all pretty low. Yes. We had Number of the Beast, Somewhere in Time, Power Slave, Killers, all pretty high. So, and then... I, I and think US, that's reasonable. Yeah, you I had, did have I did have Dance of Death at 13, which was surprising to me. Yeah. yeah. But it's still pretty low. Yeah. You had you had Dance of Death where I had the first Iron Maiden album. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That was a little bit of a surprise, but... Yeah, a little bit of a surprise, so, but not too much. I think the biggest surprise of all of this is that it took me an hour and a half to figure out that we weren't recording. <laughs> oh, we'll call that a surprise. Uh, an unpleasant <laughs> an unpleasant surprise. So um I tell you what, Kirsty. I know that that you last couple calls we've had have been really long. I know you posted something about it on Twitter. I did. You did. And I don't want to keep you that long again. So I think what I will do is I will finish this off myself. Um, uh, unless unless you want to tell me what you listen to real quick. You want to do that? I can, I can do that. Okay. Kirsty, what music did you listen to this week? Oh, my daughter said she wanted to hear the new Taylor Swift album. So we played that one. Yeah. Did you say you heard it as well? Um, 
my wife and, and daughter were talking about it. They've been talking about it. Like they were talking in the car about it today. Matter of fact, yeah, I, you I haven't heard, heard it Antihero. though. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I said I, I didn't mind it. It was pretty. It was good, but I wouldn't choose to put it on. What do they like um, it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're listening again. Um, I listened to some grunge because we've been doing Alice in Chains recently. Mm-hmm. So I listened to Bleach by Nirvana. The 1989 one that's got about a girl on it. Yep, yep. And Screaming Trees. I listened to their album called Oblivion. Okay. And that's got Nearly Lost You, which you can hear on the um, singles, the original motion picture soundtrack album. Okay. And then I listened to some Smith Cotson, Better Days and Nights. Yeah. And um, I was just noticing that because it's got the EP, P, so there's four tracks from the EP on side A, five live tracks on side B, but they've picked two songs from the EP for the live tracks. So I was a bit disappointed that um, yeah, out of those songs. Sure, sure. Yeah, of nine songs, two of them are repeated, but still, it's a really good album. Yeah. Um, I listened to Sap and Jar of Flies because we did a little thing for the patrons where we um, did a little ranking of sap and you'll never get to hear it because it wasn't being recorded only we but- <laughs> know what we rank those songs as <laughs> uh, probably nobody cares anyway yeah. but uh, when i was listening to one of the songs from sap um am i inside i noticed it sounded a bit like guinevere by crosby stills and nash mm. so i listened to crosby stills and nash and uh, then I went to listen to Paradise Lost, Obsidian, the latest one. Because the gr- vocals are a little bit growly, it made me fancy a bit of Awoken Broken by Primal Rock Rebellion. <laughs> then I play that quite a lot, as you probably remember. I remember I you like that. to one that you play quite a lot, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. Yeah. And actually, I've mentioned this already, but I did go and listen to singles, the original motion picture soundtrack. Yeah, absolutely. And and I went to my friend's house for dinner and they played The White Stripes, Elephant, from 2003 with Seven Nation Army, which I haven't played The White Stripes for ages. So that was good. And a David Bowie um, compilation album, Changes Bowie. So that was um, all the music I listened to. Okay. And podcasts. I listened to Aaron Martell from Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews on your Iron Maiden story. Yeah. And then I wanted to listen to him. Um, so I listened to Steely Dan, Pretzel Logic, that episode. And he had a guest on called Tom Kwai, who was really good. Um, recognized his Oxford accent. And I think I'm going to listen to one of his very many podcasts that he has pretty soon. So that's what I listened to this week. Interesting. You want me to tell you what I listened to really fast? Yeah, sure. Really fast. Really fast. Okay, I listened to some <laughs> Wasp this week. I listened to Unholy Terror, Dominator, Dying for the World, Still Not Black Enough, Babylon, and The Headless Children. Like you, I listened to some Alice in Chains. I listened to Sap and Jar of Flies, which we discussed earlier. Again, nobody will hear. <laughs> uh, I also listened to Facelift and their fantastic newest album which is about five years old now rainy or fog 
fantastic album. I listened to a little bit of Iron Maiden. I was influenced by Aaron Martell. Uh, I played Rock and Rio because of Ghost of the Navigator that I use on the episode. It's fantastic. That's my favorite Iron Maiden live album, personally. Yeah, that was a great version. It it made me want to listen to the live album, but I didn't get around to it. You didn't get there yet. So, um, And I also, lastly, music-wise, listened to Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good and The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead by Megadeth. Podcasts really, really fast. I listened to Jim Florentine, Everybody Is Awful Podcast, the following episode types. Awful inspirational quotes, awful Yelp reviews, awful slang words, random rants, never happened stories, awful Facebook posts, awful dating sites, awful baby names, awful 80s songs, Gilbert, Napa Valley, and concert drinking, awful t-shirts, and awful vanity plates. And I also listened to some ridiculous rock record review, R4 podcast, two episodes, the Anthrax Sound of White Noise episodes, which I was shocked because Lou actually spoke high of something and didn't crap all over it. And... Gene Simmons solo, which I was wanting to hear Lou crap all over, but he wasn't even on it. Steve Wright from Potter Than Hell, he was on it. I really enjoyed the episode because of all the back and forth. Um, instead of some of their episodes are, here's what I think, here's what I think, let's go to the next song. And Gene Simmons solo was a lot more of them bouncing off of each other and giving each other a hard time, which I really enjoyed. So maybe they know each other a little bit better than some of the other guests he has on. I do. Yeah. I know Steve's been on there before. Steve's definitely been on there before. So I've heard him before though. So I tell you what, I'm going to let Kirsty go and then I'm going to read off the retweets and the tweet quotes. And then I will bid you farewell. Kirsty, would you like to give everybody a farewell? Okay. Farewell. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you, Kirsty. Thank you, Kirsty. Thank you for sticking in here. Um, this has been a pretty wild episode. Um, as you heard me and Kirsty just talking there, whew, there's nothing like getting, you know, we, we recorded something for the Patreons, thought we did, um, about a 30-minute little cool thing. And, of course, <laughs> the one time I completely forget to uh, start the recorder. Um, I had I used two recorders, and... My one that records both of us, 
I forgot to start it because I started the other one first. Usually I start one first and the other one second, and I did it backwards, and I forgot to start the first one. Whatever. I'm going to do the retweets and the tweet quotes for you here and let you know who did what, who said what. The retweets goes as follows. The Scouser, David Laird in Liverpool, England. Uh, the... <laughs> The official detention teacher, Gen Marutani in Chiba, Japan. His Royal Dudeness, Dave in the USA. Future Squash 767 on YouTube. Jesse the Delivery Guy in Illinois. And Kirsty, who you just heard. Kirsty in Perth, Australia. The official translator and historian and administrator of the podcast. Now, the tweet quotes goes as follows. Lord Andrew, the one that Kirsty has dubbed the most English person she's ever met, and she was born in England. He said, a really lovely Iron Maiden story. Nice one, Aaron. And Ian White in or near Birmingham, England, retweeted it. Again, the official detention teacher again, he said, Absolutely love this episode. Aaron's relationship with his son is exactly what I dream of with my son. I've been trying to brainwash my son, but so far I haven't been successful. And I think we can all relate to that. I mean, that is really the coolest thing about his Iron Maiden story is his son. His son becoming just a ginormous, huge Iron Maiden fan and that they have that music and and history to bond over and 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 as a dad getting to share that with your kid that's really really super cool and it sounds like it was organic it wasn't like uh aaron was trying to do that his son came home one day and said hey i heard this song called ghost of the navigator and immediately you know aaron was just like what so that's super cool uh next up uh future squash 767 said I hear everybody get these official titles on your show, like the official translator or historian or <laughs> the official detention teacher. Uh, what's mine, Uncle Steve? Uh, well, I hate to say it, uh, future squash there, but you, I mean, you kind of have given yourself a nickname, future squash. It's, you know, most people are using a name. You know, if your name was Bill Johnson, then I could, you know, work something maybe. But you, you really, honestly, what happens is somebody gets, you know, something happens. Let's let's take Andrew for instance. Uh, I did an episode a long time ago about fear of the dark. I did some stuff about weekend warrior in particular. I think I did a poll. I think I'd done a poll because I had done that episode. And Andrew came on and really tried to start defending Weekend Warrior. And ever since then, he's just been the Weekend Warrior. And he embraced it. Uh, you know, sometimes you can give somebody a nickname and they don't embrace it. Uh, Kirsty is one. Um, you know, probably took her a couple years to really get a good nickname. I've given her a few that she rejected. She didn't like. Or I could just tell by the reaction that it just wasn't going to work. And most people, I mean, they're not always the most flattering. But, you know, they're, they're, they're meant to be in, in fun. So uh, at some point, you know, I just I just give them as they come to me. I don't really try to sit around and think too hard about them. Because uh, if I do, it doesn't really work. Um, if it gets to a point where I get a gut feeling to call you something, uh, 
um, then you'll know about it. <laughs> I mean, you did, you are responsible for something called the horse shite uh, tweet of the week or of the day. So no one else is, um, wait a minute. There's a little more coming on that in just a little bit. Let me get to the rest of these. You'll hear it. Um, Ian White, Queek quoted, um, Squash is, uh, and I wrote Squash there, so maybe that could be your little nickname for a little bit. But um, Ian White Queek quoted Squash's post, and he said, I really enjoyed this one, and in fact, all of the Iron Maiden stories by the fans. I'll check out this episode as well. I loved his bit about his son and Ghost of the Navigator. Wish my son would stop listening to his drill crap. <laughs> um, I'm not exactly sure what drill means, but I can't imagine that uh, I can't imagine that it's a good thing. So um, the next one is from the Honorable Counselor Sir Richard Holmes of the Ulster Unionist Party in Garvaugh, Northern Ireland. And he said another great Iron Maiden story and not a SH1T song in sight this week. Um, uh, when the recording that didn't happen, uh, Kirsty and I were kind of thinking it must have been he was listening to the Halloween episode and he heard from here to eternity get talked about. And, you know, that's got to be the uh, shite song that he's thinking of. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, but then Kirsty said she thought he was referring to all of the Allison Chains music because he said something that he would have to be bound in chains to be able to listen to it or something along those lines. And so this week, I have dubbed the counselor, the counselor's quote quote, as the horse shy quote quote of the week. And Kirsty earlier said, wow, the counselor used to be winning these awards for his quick choice. And now how far the mighty have fallen. <laughs> so, uh, sorry counselor, but you know, you know, you can't win them all, you know, can't win them all. Uh, so squash had another, um, he had another quote quote and he said, I did listen to some Allison chains based on the last episode. And I love what I'm hearing so far. We'll definitely tune into this one to hear more of uncle Steve's iron maiden stories up the irons. That's really good to hear. That's really good to hear because Allison Chains, like I said, they are a fantastic band. I mean, you can't go wrong with their newest album or their first album or pretty much anything in between. You might get a song that's not as great here or there, but for the most part, everything is really, really good. Uh, next up, the R4 podcast, Aaron, he said, got to have a long discussion with Uncle Steve and he recorded it. Had a great time. Thanks, Uncle Steve. And I agree. We had a, we had a lot of fun. That was a fun conversation. It, it, we also, you know, we got into the podcast talk toward the end and I was going to cut some of that out, but I enjoy having that. I think it's interesting probably for people to hear. If not, you know, you can always fast forward. And this post, uh, this tweet quote was retweeted by David Davey Lee Smith in Forney, Texas. Uh, Forney, Texas is not too far from where I'm at in Fort Worth here. Uh, I go to Mesquite a lot for my job. So, uh, Forney's right up there too. Um, and the last tweet quote of the episode of the week was by his Royal Dudeness Dave in the USA. And he said, hashtag Iron Maiden. Aaron from the R4 podcast joined Steve to discuss his Maiden fandom. 
Super cool to hear Aaron talk about his son, how his son is into the band as much as he is. They play the Maiden game, listen to the new albums together, and of course, go to concerts. It, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, as a parent, you want your kid to, you know, you want to share those type of things with your kid and to be able to get to share them with his kid the way he has to just enjoy loving a band and and just having Iron Maiden talk with his son and music talk with his son. And it's just, it, I, I was kind of joking around in the, in the, in the tweet, the retweet or not the retweet, the, uh, just the post that I put out last week that it was very heartwarming and everything, but man, it really was as a, as a fan, you hear that you're just, it, it melts your heart, man. You're like, wow, that's so awesome. Having kids. That's what you want, man. You really want that. You want to have something to bond with your kids and to have it be one of your favorite things. Doesn't get better than that. So, whew. so for all of that, everything you've heard here so far, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, we started a long time ago and had to basically redo a whole bunch of it. Kirsty's a trooper. I thank you so much, Kirsty, again for all of your help, uh, for your patience <laughs> um, this week. And on behalf of myself, on behalf of Kirsty. On behalf of Derek Riggs, Melvin Grant, Eddie, Iron Maiden, all the people that have made Iron Maiden possible, Rod Smallwood, uh, from all of us here at Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. <laughs> I, I, I've been doing this wrong. I'm supposed to say from Iron Maiden, from Eddie, and from the boys. Good.